Welcome, friends, to the Girl Mom Podcast. This is Carrie Kempakis, your host. Today's episode was inspired by those conversations that we have as moms about our children's strengths and abilities. Every child is different, and it's not unusual for a family to have one child who is an academic superstar and another child who struggles because school is not their forte. As parents, we all want our children to be challenged, and we know that great characters built as they dig deep and meet challenges. But when a struggle begins to impact a child's confidence or make them believe they're dumb, it's time to have crucial conversations to set the record straight. I truly believe that everyone is smart at something, and even in this age of superhuman teenagers, we can help our child feel competent and confident in their unique strengths. There are many ways to succeed and many ways to be smart. And since school only measures a few of these, we should never give up on any child based on their current performance. My hope is that this episode will offer some helpful words to share with a child in your life who may be struggling. When I was growing up, my dad always told us to do our best and leave the results to God. And that always gave me peace because it took the pressure off. I knew that as long as I did my best, I could have peace with any results. We all can be a voice like my dad to the people that we know and love. We can celebrate their efforts above any results and meet our children wherever they are in their talents and ability. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. I heard it again recently, another mom who is frustrated because her hardworking teenager is struggling in a class. I'm tired of my kid coming home and telling me she's stupid, she says. She makes great grades, but she's failing science because it's really hard for her. As moms, we see the unvarnished truth. We watch a child's confidence plummet as they face a challenge that may not be in their natural skill set. We know our children's strengths and weaknesses, and we witness their hard work. And while hard work often does pay off, there are also times when even the best effort may leave a child hoping to pull off a C. Now, I believe in education and challenging students. I was once a classroom nerd who got excited about certain courses. Although I had to work hard as a student, my efforts were reflected in my grades. This led me to believe that discipline plus effort equals desired results. What I know now is that, one, some personalities are better suited for a classroom than others. Two, some talents can't be measured or seen in a classroom. Three, you can't predict a person's potential based on their current performance. And four, the world is full of successful adults who struggled in some realm of school. In the real world, people specialize. And in any job or career, you don't have to excel at eight different subjects because you discover what you're good at. Finance, people, sales, design, food, organization, sports, etc. You discover what you're good at and then you concentrate your efforts there. While students who thrive in a classroom are typically pretty good at staying on a track, entrepreneurs get off traditional tracks. They think outside the box and create new tracks of their own. I feel for today's students because of the pressures they face. They're expected to excel at everything, from sports to English to biology. And when you live in a bright community where you're surrounded by champions with obvious gifts, it's easy to feel despair when you don't measure up. Here's what I believe students should know. There are many ways to be smart, and school only measures a few of them. According to a Harvard psychologist, human intelligence comes in eight different forms, And the way to be exceptional at something is to understand and build on your areas of advantage. The eight forms include, one, spatial intelligence, like a pilot, surgeon, or artist. Two, bodily kinesthetic intelligence, like a dancer or athlete. Three, musical intelligence, 
such as a singer or DJ. Four, linguistic intelligence, such as a novelist or journalist. Five, logical mathematical intelligence, like a scientist or engineer. Number six, interpersonal intelligence, like a politician or team manager. Seven, intrapersonal intelligence, like a therapist or psychologist. And eight, naturalistic intelligence, like a farmer or a florist. Clearly, the road to success is wide, and I truly believe if more children and teenagers understood this, they might have more faith in themselves when a struggle suddenly manifests. They might see a weakness as a normal challenge rather than a defect that will ruin their lives. As parents, we want our children to become the best version of themselves. We want them to do their best without obsessing over being the best. So how do we paint that big picture? And how do we counter a culture that constantly tells our children that their best is never enough? Here are some points to consider. Number one, celebrate a good work ethic. In our home, we emphasize work ethic. I tell my daughters that their work ethic, even more than their grades, will take them so far in life. Many brilliant people never reached their potential because school was too easy for them. They never had to study, and as a result, they often became lazy. While grades and academics and achievements certainly can open doors, it's the work ethic that students develop as they dig deep and rise to challenges that helps them most long-term. Number two, remove the stigma of asking for help. I have a friend who tells her children, smart people ask for help. Many psychologists also say that the most important thing your child should know before entering college or the real world is how to ask for help. In high-achieving communities, or even in our culture today, this really goes against the grain, yet it is a crucial life skill. A child who asks for help with school is also more likely to ask for help with a problem that has higher stakes. Number three, talk about soft skills. I know a coach who tells his team, a coachable athlete is an employable adult. Why? Because nobody likes a know-it-all. And even the smartest, most talented human being will struggle in life, jobs, and relationships if they sport a bad attitude, act cocky, or refuse instruction and constructive feedback. They sour the mood for everyone and are more trouble than they're worth. Some kids' strengths are hidden gifts like social intelligence, wisdom, humility, kindness, mental toughness, compassion, empathy, character, creativity, passion, drive, attitude, and the ability to resolve conflict, motivate others, network, or solve problems. Many kids will thrive as adults because they're exceptionally good at relationships, or they're quick learners, or they go above and beyond, or they're just fun to have on a team. In the real world, personality, teachability, and likability all matter. Soft skills like these become increasingly important. Number four, thank the teachers who get it. A middle school boy was struggling in his English class. His teacher told him, I'm not going to let you fail my class. I will meet with you every Tuesday morning before school to get your grade up. This teacher believes in students at all levels of ability. And at an age when most kids tend to feel overlooked, he notices and cares. Rather than let a child fail his class, he reaches out personally to see what he can do to help. Teachers like this boost self-esteem, and they also make their students work harder. When someone believes in you, you don't want to let them down. And some of my girls' favorite teachers are also the difficult ones who challenge them yet equip them to meet those challenges. Number five, talk about potential. The best-selling book, Mindset, is a must-read for parents today. It says that talent is nice, but it's only a starting point. 
people can do so much more than what first meets the eye, and having a growth mindset dramatically impacts success. A growth mindset believes that true potential is unknown because it's impossible to foresee what can be accomplished with years of passion, hard work, training, and good mentors. The great artist Michelangelo saw potential that nobody else could see. When he looked at a slab of marble, he said he saw a figure hiding inside that wanted to be set free. His philosophy was to chip away the stone to uncover that hidden figure. Every block of stone has a statue inside it, he once said, and it is the task of the sculptor to discover it. When God looks at each one of us, he sees that hidden masterpiece. He notices that inner potential that isn't obvious to anyone else yet. What great parents and great teachers do is also recognize the masterpiece that is inside every child and waiting to be brought to life. Number six, discuss balance and what's important. Many students today live like achievement robots. They're scheduled within an inch of their lives. As a result, it's no surprise that we're seeing the first generation of teenagers who are more stressed than their parents and also lonelier than senior citizens. All of this begs the question, Is it worth it? Have we rushed our children through their lives and their childhood only to wonder where their childhood went? Many high achievers burn out in college. Having pressed the pedal to the metal since middle school, they feel lost, tired, and unmotivated. Hard work is good, obviously, but at every age, we also need room for rest, fun, soul care, self-discovery, and relationships. Thankfully, society is paying attention to mental health. Superstars like Simone Biles have put their wellness ahead of their dreams and modeled an entirely new way of thinking for the next generation. A pastor speaking at a parenting seminar once posed the question, our children will be successful, but will they be successful at the right things? While kids today certainly need challenges, we don't ever want those challenges to come at the expense of their health or their relationships. The greatest life joys always come through relationships, relationships with God, others, and ourselves. And being successful in this realm trumps any honor or accomplishment. Number seven, promote creativity. The fact is, our kids are human, and like every human, they need mental breaks. They need time to relax, get creative, and let their minds wander. Demands, however, make it hard to find quiet and unpressured moments. Creativity comes from slowing down, not keeping up a busy pace. One upside of the quarantine is that it forced us to be still. It inspired a lot of teenagers and kids to learn creative new hobbies. My oldest daughter discovered a talent for creating and decorating cakes, and this soon led to a business. We were blown away by this gift that we never knew she had in her, and it made me wonder how many other kids have untapped creative talent that just doesn't manifest at school. Fact is, everyone needs a creative outlet, and whether we're being creative for fun or for something that turns into a venture, we all benefit from using that side of the brain that taps into our imagination. And number eight, share your stories of failure. In his book, Late Bloomers, The Power of Patience and a World Obsessed with Early Achievement, Forbes publisher Rich Carlgaard wrote, the optimism of youth has been warped into a crippling fear of failure. It's true, and I see it so often. Kids who aim lower than they should, don't try, or can't handle feedback or constructive criticism because perfectionism makes it hard to hear it. As a writer, I had to make friends with failure. I got rejected for seven years before getting a book published, and trust me, it hurt. Today, however, I'm thankful to have this story to share with my daughters, and I talk openly about my failures, times that I failed to be a good friend, or lost my temper, 
or told a lie or hurt someone or even made a poor choice because I want them to know that failures are also our best teachers. The world expects perfection, yet it's actually through failure that we gain wisdom and also experience the mercy and redemption of God. In short, raising kids in an age of superstars and superhuman teenagers can lead many students to underestimate themselves. Even bright students may fall through the cracks as they get overshadowed by the best of the best. I know 10th graders who scored a 34 ACT taking it cold. I also know students with coveted resumes and acceptance into Ivy Leagues. They are exceptionally bright, and it is a joy to cheer them on. It's also fun to imagine what amazing feats they'll accomplish in their lifetime. At the same time, students like that are a minority. They're just a small sliver of any grade. And when you also know students who have a 4.2 GPA, who've never even been recognized at Honors Day, or students with a 3.8 who feel like failures compared to their peers, it seems that our idea of success looks myopically small. It's easy to cheer for the superstars, but let's also cheer for the students who work hard with no recognition. Let's remind our own children that there are many ways to be smart, many roads to success, and many ways to lead a productive, meaningful life. The best traits of any child can't be measured in a classroom. The greatest gifts a human can offer, like a loving and caring heart, won't show up on a report card. No student should ever call themselves dumb. And if they do, it's our job to tell them they're wrong. It's our job to praise their efforts and also point out the strengths that we see. Every child wants to be good at something, and every child is good at something because they all have God-given gifts. He created them for a purpose only they can serve. While some kids will thrive early, others will need more time and help to unlock their ability. Either way, let's celebrate their best efforts. Let's applaud them, build their confidence, and believe in their potential to surpass expectations. Most importantly, their own. Friends, thank you for tuning in today. Your time is extremely valuable, and I consider it a real privilege that you shared some time with me. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on iTunes wherever you listen and leave a ratings or a review to help other people find it. For more inspiration, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook, and also check out my newest book for moms of teenage girls, Love Her Well, 10 Ways to Find Joy and Connection with Your Teenage Daughter. Take care, and I look forward to reconnecting again next time.